Welcome to the Costello Coaching Podcast, where we talk about developing the human within the athlete. My vision is to enhance people's performance in all aspects of their lives. I hope you enjoy. All right, we're back at it with the Costello Coaching Podcast. I'm Tommy Costello coming at you with a solo episode today. Today, there are three main components that we're going to be looking at. Number one is going to be your inner genius. Number two is owning your future. And number three is leading your own life. I'm going to start today with a quote from Nelson Mandela on power. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that is most frightening to us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Nelson Mandela. Uh, This was part of his passage of his 1994 inaugural address. Now, that is powerful, and it hits at my deepest core for what I do, not only for a living, not only for why I started this business, but I take it personally to help people shine their inner genius. And the business that I've created is is aimed at doing that for myself. I believe that we all have been blessed with the ability to shine and to embrace what we are great at. And some people tend to drift away from that. We've all been given gifts. My dad would always say that, you know, maybe he was given eight blessings by God and you're given two. But if you only use one and the man who was given two uses both, he's better than you. And that's true. Now, a lot of times people have fear in going after what they want. And this can happen on a micro level and a macro level. So the macro level being maybe you have huge aspirations to do something really significant with your life, whether that be in athletics, business, relationally, you may have massive aspirations. But sometimes people are held back because they don't know how to own their own future. Now, what do I mean by that? Owning your own future. A lot of times people are owned by others, but more importantly, their future is owned by others. And what I mean by that is sometimes a spouse can own your future and dictate what you're going to be doing. Sometimes a boss can dictate what your future is. Sometimes a mentor, sometimes a coach sometimes a team. And a lot of times people's anxiety and fear are derived in the fact that they don't own their own future. Now, let me get a little bit more tactical with this. If you're going to own your own future, it could start as small as planning your day. Now, by owning my own business, I have complete command over my future. Now, I I have an obligation to fulfill the service that I have aligned with my clientele. 
And I hold that with high honor. And I acknowledge the fact that I have to give everything that I possibly can to the people who are asking for my service and also paying for my service. But at the end of the day, I still dictate where I'm going to be and what I'm going to do. Now, if you don't own your own schedule and you work for somebody, what you'd have to really strategize is time blocking time, not only for yourself, but where your improvement is going to go so that you can gain more, so that you can gain more traction on what you're going to do with your day. So on a very small scale, small level, maybe owning your morning. And a lot of people talk about morning routines, but owning your own morning dictates how you're going to own your day. So if you have to be at work or at your first place at 8 a.m., for example, a lot of times people are obligated to others at 8 a.m. So someone else is owning their future at that point. So if they make the decision to wake up at seven, get in a scramble, rush over to be there at 8 a.m., from seven to eight, there was nothing done that was driving you away from anxiety and fear. You were literally driving yourself towards it. So you weren't owning your own future. But if you got up at six and you got yourself together and you dictated and you dedicated what you're going to be doing for that day and did something for yourself, you automatically owned that hour. Now, when you own time and you own your own future, what happens is the anxiety and fear dwindles down. So for myself, I can have clear aspirations in where I want to be in a month, where I want to be in six months, where I want to be in 12, 36 months, 10 years, because I own my calendar. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the show. Only way this podcast grows is if it's shared. So please share it with your friends, family, or anyone you feel like it can help enhance their performance in their life. A little karma goes a long way. Let's get back to the show. I explained this to a high school athlete and it really made clear sense to him. And I think it can make clear sense to everyone. So he shared with me that, all right, I'm going into my senior year of high school. My school schedule is going to be very light. I'm obligated from 7 a.m. to 12 p.m. I got this option to do a senior senior schedule and I took it or I can get out of class early. And he has big mo- he has big goals associated with his career in baseball. He wants to be a college baseball player, trying to get some scholarships and make something work for him. Now, he... I asked him, I said, what are you going to be doing to work towards that goal with that seven to 12 obligation? He said, what do you mean? I said, well, very easily, you're going to wake up at six and you're probably going to rush off to school to make it to the first period by 7 a.m. Now, what happens there? Does he own his diet at that point? And I asked him, would you own your diet if you were rushing off? So what if you woke up at 530 you had that extra 30 minutes to own that morning and make sure you got in enough calories to make sure you're gaining weight. So rather than getting up at six and hurrying off to the 7 a.m. class, get up at 5.30, you own your morning, you own the food that you're going to intake. Now you have an obligation to fulfill, just like if you have a job. Seven to 12, you got to be a great student. You got to be present. You got to be kind to others. You got to be there to learn and grow. So from seven to 12, you have an automatic obligation. I said, now, What if you didn't have anything planned from 12 to four o'clock when practice starts? What would happen? He said, I don't know. I said, well, let me explain what could very easily happen. 12 o'clock, you get out of class. You don't really have anywhere to be. So you start hanging out, you know, chit-chatting, doing this and that. And by the time it's already 1245. So at 1245, you look at your boys and you're like, ah, we should go get some food. And you make a decision to go eat some food wherever your boys are at, wherever they're going. So maybe it's In-N-Out, maybe it's Chick-fil-A, maybe it's something not that nutritious that is structured towards your goals. 
He goes, yeah, that kind of happens. I said, then you have practice that starts at four o'clock and you guys are um, chit-chatting at, at lunch and all of a sudden it's 2.30. Now it's 2.30 and you want to see that girlfriend that you have or you want to see that girl that you start talking to. So you drive back and you try to Snapchat her and get in touch with her. And now you end up at practice at four o'clock. Now coach owns that time. From 4 to 6 p.m., coach owns that time. So now from 4 to 6, you're at practice doing whatever is has to do with practice. Now practice ends at 6. You got to get home for dinner at 6.45 that mom made you. Now you get home at 6.45 and you have dinner with your family for 45 minutes to an hour. Now it's 7.45 and now you have homework to do and you got to do homework. And all of a sudden... You do your homework for an hour and a half, two hours, and it's 9.45 at night. You turn on Netflix, you watch that for an hour, and now it's 11 p.m. and you're getting to bed. And what did you really accomplish? And he looked at me and he goes, wow, that happens to me all the time. I said, yeah, that's very easy to happen. There's nothing wrong with that, but you have massive goals, so that's going to require massive action. You're not owning your future. After school, your, your friends are owning your future. Then... Uh, poor lunch is owning your future because that's not nourishing you towards your goals. Then your coach is owning your future. Then your mom and dad are owning your future because you got to be there for dinner. Then your teachers are owning your future because you got to do the homework. So where are you taking accountability for where you're going in this world? I said, let's make some small adjustments to that day. You wake up 30 minutes early, like discussed previously, and you you own your morning. You have a great breakfast. You get enough calories for what you need. Obviously, I'm talking about a guy who needs to gain weight. Gets out of class at 12 o'clock. You know exactly what you got to eat. So at 12.15, you're consuming the calories that you need to consume. And then right at 1 o'clock, you have a scheduled workout that you scheduled a month in advance. You know that Monday through Friday, I work out at 1 p.m. You get a great lift in from 1 to 2 p.m. You eat again because you're hungry from training. So all of a sudden, you got enough calories. Now it's 2.30. You shower off. You go home. You get a little bit of homework done, maybe from 3 to 3.30, and you head over to the practice field. So now you've gotten 30 minutes of homework done. It's 4 o'clock. You show up. You put in all your work for practice. Now you have an extra 30 minutes after practice to do any extra work that you needed associated with your career. Now it's 6.30. You get home for a 6.45 dinner. You have dinner with your family from 6.45 to 7.30. You finish your hour of homework. Now it's 8.30. Now you have plenty of time to watch a show, plan for the next day, and it's 10 p.m. and you're getting to bed and you're getting an extra hour of sleep and then you're waking up the next day and doing it again. Now, after one day, maybe it doesn't make that big of an impact. After one week, maybe it doesn't even make that big of an impact. But over four months, if you got four months of workouts, if you got four months of great eating habits for a day, if you got four months of great sleep, what could that do for your future? And all of a sudden, he really understood what I was talking about. So he was owning his future by dictating his schedule. Now, he has obligations. He had eight hours of obligation in that schedule, just like many of you might have eight hours of obligation to your boss. But that does not mean that you cannot own your future. Maybe one day you can get out of working for somebody and can get towards completely dictating your schedule if you build these habits and routines. And it works in any area of life, sports, business, relationships, setting a clear schedule and identifying what needs to be accomplished and staying disciplined to that is really a path towards freedom. 
Having discipline is a path towards freedom. Lastly, leading your own life. Many times we're led by others and others dictate where our life is going. So back to the Nelson Mandela quote, I want to go to the top of this. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Now, what does he mean by that? He means that deep down, we truly know we can accomplish. Every single one of us were once a kid that had big dreams and big aspirations. And then somehow along the journey, people convinced us that we weren't worthy of it. And then we ended up convincing ourselves of it. And that's okay. That's okay. That's real. That happens. That's the truth. But at some point, at some point, I hope that you go through some inner work and understand where you can go with your life and what you can really accomplish. Because the truth is that we are powerful beyond measure. We do have the power to create the future that we want. We don't have to be led by others and told what we're going to be and how we're going to do it. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. What does he mean by that? He means that it's not our darkest moments. It's what it's going to make, what it takes to become that light, what it takes to shine my inner genius. That's scary. You know, it's not comfortable getting on camera and opening up about things. It's not comfortable getting on a podcast and sharing deep rooted information. Now, I know that's part of the process in which to serve as many people as I want to serve. And when I look at my mission, it it aligns with what I want to do. So it's not my darkest moments that I'm most afraid of, but sometimes for people, it's their greatest abilities and going after your greatest abilities are the most challenging things to do. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? You know, sometimes we look at these people that are we're so impressed with and our idols and and people that are out in society crushing it and killing it. And we think, man, there's no way I can do what they're doing. But the truth is, you really can. And the coolest part about that is we have 40 trillion cells in our body. And they don't know how to interpret. They just do as they're told. So the old saying, if you can, you can, and you can't, you can't, is true. Because what you tell the cells, they do. So as crazy as it sounds, if we got 40 trillion cells all on the same page working with synergy together towards a goal and we continue to feed that and feed it and feed it and feed it and feed it, you could really become something special. So we ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? You should embrace it. You are. You are built to do that. And you are a child of God. I have a strong faith, a deep-rooted faith. You are a child of God. God did not put you on this earth to be something less of significant. You were put on this earth to be significant, to make an impact, to do something special. And in my belief, if I do not live up to what God was blessed me with in my life, I did a disservice. I want to look at that person when my day comes and know that I left everything out there in this world that I was blessed with because that was my service to God. He put me on this earth. He gave me all this ability and opportunity, and it's my job to shine that light. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people 
won't feel insecure around you. A lot of times this happens, especially with young adults. They try to just go with their friends and go with their pack and and not stand out. And that's easy to do. And that makes sense. That protects and saves you. But that's coming from a place of fear, anxiety, trying to survive rather than trying to thrive. If you're thriving, you're standing out from the pack. It does not mean that you are not humble. It does not mean that you are boasting about your ability. It just means that you are letting your natural genius shine. We're all meant to shine as children. And when children are just their unique self, they have an amazing impact. You know, my goddaughter is in town right now and she has the sweetest little smile. She's eight months, excuse me, 10 months old now. And she's just starting to say mama and dada and clap and dance and we all gather around and the simplest things that she does makes us so happy because we're seeing that this child of God is doing it. She's in the world embracing herself and feeling the energy around her. And she smiles and enjoys the simplest things in life. And that puts a smile on our face because there's so much purity in that innocent child. So we're all meant to shine. We're born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it's in everyone. All people are called to do this. And as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. You know what I've done by putting myself out there and starting my own business and going after it is I've encouraged others to do it too, just by doing it. So whatever you're doing, do it with full tenacity and will and well-being, and you'll inspire others to do it. And as we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So you can do that for yourself. You can own your own future. You can lead your own life. And then what ends up happening is you lead others. And the biggest mantra with Costello Coaching is building leaders. So by listening to this podcast, I hope you find some inspiration from this. Dive deep into the Nelson Mandela on power, the 1994 inaugural address, because it is powerful. And you should be empowered by this. And I hope you're motivated and inspired by this talk because my goal is to build leaders. And that's what I want to do with this. I want to build leaders. I want to build better people for this world so that more people can shine their light. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I hope you benefited from this. Give the show a follow, share it, and comment what you'd like to hear more of so we can help more people perform in all aspects of their lives. 